Boys in the Huddle podcast, Ricky, Trey, and Doe. We're back for a bonus episode. So based on our last episode, it was called AAU and HBCUs. We got some feedback from some people that are involved or trying to get involved in the AAU circuits and thought that the collective here with our experience could have elaborated a little bit more on AAU basketball. So let's start this off. We got Jason back. We got my man Buzz back. Appreciate y'all jumping back on. Appreciate you having me. Thanks for having me. Let's go. So one thing I want to clarify up front, we had a bit of a debate about the kids playing too many games. I'm referring to my experience at the very youth level. So you guys coach at a a youth level, but it's more so mature high school kids or eighth grade and up. Typically, ninth grade and up is what we would classify um, at a more mature level. So I coached, I started coaching third graders. I had them up until the sixth grade. So I had them for four years. So in total was four years I had them together. Would you guys agree with me that at third grade, as early as even second grade, fourth grade, playing almost 100 games from April to August may be too much? But you guys, well, I was waiting for I was waiting for Buzz. Um, oh my bad, Jason. <laughs> no, but um, I think I, I do think that um, um, over like um, let's say we're talking about like a maybe five month span. Um, right. I think that um, at that age level, that it would probably benefit those young people to probably play um, some games, but I think it'd probably be more beneficial for them to do some skill work, some physical development and things like that. So I definitely think there's uh, probably more advantageous for them to focus on development and not as many games. I I do think games are good, but definitely a hundred games over five months for a young person. I feel like the uh, development is probably being ignored. So in that case, I'd agree. There you go. So that there may have been some miscommunication. Jason, you, you disagreed last time, Jay. I disagree because we were we weren't talking about a hundred games. Um, he was saying that the current schedule that we were playing um, was just too many games for them. He was saying basically a AAU circuit, but you, and not even like a not, not like a Nike circuit because that's limited. And let's just say a, a typical AAU circuit where the kids play every weekend. I really don't think that's too much, especially when you start talking about sixteen, seventeen year olds. Well, no, but that's right? not what we. I'm talking about. I'm talking about the kids from second, third, fourth grade. Is what if you're right. playing that many games of that age? Who knows what kind of toll that's having on your body that early? Your muscles haven't even developed yet. So I don't know if Buzz, you agree with that or not. Real quick, I don't. I don't well, so so real quick, I don't think it. I don't think the amount of games that they play is too hard on their body because um, I think that they can withstand a lot. At second, third, fourth grade, even still, because I think that a lot of those kids would normally probably play. Um, multiple sports and things like that that also take a toll on their body. My biggest problem with that would just be, are they just playing games and not focusing on skill development and understanding of the game and such like like those type of things. So I think that's why it might be too many games because there's an opportunity for development there. I mean, I think I honestly think it does take a toll on the body because when I coached at that level, we would have to make sure that 
we did certain things because their muscles are still developing. Their ligaments are still growing. There's certain things that you can and can't do at that age or you shouldn't do. I don't know what these other programs are doing, but we got to make sure that push-ups are very important at that age. They should be doing 10 times their grade. So if they're in the fifth grade, they should be doing 50 push-ups a day is how we used to correlate that to make sure that their muscles are growing properly. Certain exercises that we would do or wouldn't do based on the fact that their muscles and ligaments are still growing. Totally different than when they're at a higher age level, whether it be eighth, ninth grade and above. So it's just a different, it's a different situation at that youth level. So I will say that. But I do want to get into because it was some, you know, people reached out and we want to appease, you know, the listeners and, and educate them on AAU basketball. So I'm going to start off because I did coach at that youth level. So if you're coming in to AAU sports and you guys can chime in whenever. If you're looking to get competitive basketball for your kid, if you think your kid is really good, you may think that AAU is the best outlet. Maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. So in this DMV area, D.C., Maryland, Virginia, AAU is very prevalent. There's a tournament every single weekend. In my club that I coached in Montgomery County, Maryland, first let's start with the cost. Your first year is probably going to cost you, at least from my experience, is going to cost you around eight $900 per season. So there's two seasons in AAU basketball. There's the fall, and then there's the spring. So now we're looking at approximately $1,800 for a full season, at least in the first year, because for me, there was no Nike sponsorship. There was no Adidas sponsorship. So you have to pay for your uniform as well. The good part about that is you can, as your son grows or your daughter grows and they size out, they can just exchange that uniform for a bigger size at no additional cost. But then you have your club fees and things of that nature. So you're typically going to pay around that amount. And how that price breaks out is, at least for us, and this is, again, one of the more prevalent areas for AAU basketball. So you have to pay for the gym time. That's split across the teams, uh, across the families, excuse me. You have to play, pay for the tournaments. I would say the average amount of a tournament is about 350 some more, some less. Again, that's divvied across 8 to 10 players, 8 to 10 families. Then you have to pay for hotels. In my situation, you had to pay a coach's stipend. I got paid in the fall around $300 a month. In the spring, a little bit more, about $450 a month. Now, we were on the lower side. You said $300 a month? $300 a month was my coach's fee. It was split across 8 to 10 families, yeah. Oh, that, that, that you paid the coaches? Right, the families would pay the coaches a total, just the head coach. I had my assistant coaches. It was either a parent or a friend of mine that helped out. They didn't receive anything. So I would receive 300 up to 450 depending on the season. In the spring, summer is more activity, so you typically get a little bit more during that time. You d divide that up by 10 families or so, it's not that much. You know, and as much as I would 
buy stuff for the kids as much as I'm the kid mm-hmm. that comes without their parent and I got to buy them lunch. You end up making nothing to keep it funky. But this is just to give a, a parent that's interested in AAU basketball a good idea of what they should be looking for. Now, again, we were on the lower end. One thing I will say about AAU basketball at the lower age is the fact that anybody can start an AAU club. Any and everybody can start an AAU club. If you can pass a background check, if you never molested a kid, never committed a crazy crime, you can start to an AAU club. And what happens is a lot of times a parent will have a kid that's not getting playing time on this team or that team, and they think that their kid is the next Michael Jordan, and they'll just go ahead and start their own club just so their kid can now get the playing time that they desire. They get a bunch of other kids to surround them. Be in AAU because in this area, at least, it's a status thing. So all my kid plays for this club. No different than if your kid goes to this private school or that private school. My kid plays for this particular AAU club. It's a status thing. Nobody wants to just have their kid on, on a rec team for whatever reason. There's nothing wrong with rec ball that, at this age that we're, that we're talking about right now. But in this area, Montgomery County, Loudoun County, which is the richest county in America, it's all about status. So you have all these different AAU programs. There's probably 20 of them that pop up each month. And either people are looking for their kid to get more playing time or they're looking to make a profit. So I'm going to pause right there. What are your thoughts on that? So I don't have a problem with with that. Um, you know, I mean, if kids if if kids want to play basketball, they can play basketball. I don't, I don't have a problem with somebody starting up their own AAU program. So, but hold so on, Buzz. There's say. a ton of, so of rec leagues AAU. that the kids can be a part of. Why does a, an AAU club to, out here at least is a standard? Oh, my cup, my kid plays AAU. When it really I mean, don't it, mean nothing. Well, that, I mean, it, you're right. That's what I. That's what I was just about to say. It really doesn't because there's so many. I mean, there's so many other basketball outlets out there. Um, the AAU is not the the prevalent thing anymore, and I don't even like to call like the high school um, AAU anymore because we're not. I mean, no, I'm sorry, exactly. I agree, but. Um, the, the, we'll it's get not there. AAU. We'll get there. Those teams, the high school teams, don't. Uh, they're they're not a part of AAU, um, and and nowadays a lot of the middle school teams aren't necessarily a part of the AAU stuff. Um, well, let's AAU let's graduate. Now, hold on, let's graduate to that. Don't want to cut you off, but let's graduate to that. Let's just focus on this youth level, and then we'll talk about where it starts to change. I just so want to focus only, on. My, go ahead. My my only comments about um, the things that you said about this level is. For one, I think that the parents need to be informed. So I do think that uh, the teams need to be transparent about how that money is being spent. Because there is a lot of money, um, aside from you paying $1,200 or whatever the fee might be, that I know I understand it covers tournaments and travel and jerseys and gym time um, and all of those things. And that, that that's definitely very expensive. Um, for the most part, any teams that I've at the lower levels, even um, even up to the high levels, most coaches that I know in the Philadelphia areas 
don't get any type of stipend. So a stipend for a coach um, is a huge bonus. Um, but because most coaches who don't get anything still are doing all of those things to keep their teams and their programs together. Um, but I do think that the teams need to be very transparent about how this money is being spent. And the parent has a decision to make. And they can they can say, you know, if they want their kid playing on the team that's pay, playing in all of these tournaments or if they want their kid to play on a different team. Now, as far as um, the status thing, when you start talking about different teams, I don't think it's necessarily just the name of the team. If you play for a team that is recognized, um, going into the tournament, every tournament, they kind of see people, whether they know it or not. So you'll, if you're one of those prevalent teams, you're going to get certain matchups. Um, you're going to play on a certain court. You're not going to be in the back gym playing <laughs> some court. Um, but then, then again, my bad, because we're talking about young people where it wouldn't matter where they're playing because there's not any recruiting or scouts or anything like that. No, but they make sure they put certain teams on primetime hours and stuff like that. Well, at the at the end of the day, like, there's there's always going to be levels. Like, that's that's what I mean. Like, if, it's, if, if, if a kid's not good enough to play on the team then and his parent wants to go start a team, there's nothing wrong with that. Obviously, that kid exactly is good enough to be on that team. If he wants to go start a team, go start it. And, no, but why and, not just let your kid play in the local rec league? Why do you feel like you, you, you have you to start an AAU team? Well. I'm saying I see well. more so you people trying to start well. teams with bad coaching because now it's that son's father who's the coach and he don't know what the fuck he's doing. So well, you just get that okay, more and more. We, we, we get that, but I mean, there's not. I mean, Tito, where are we going to get all the all the great coaches from? <laughs> you got to have bad coaches that. I, okay, so well, let the bad right, coaches so, be in rec right, ball. So, so let, let the bad this. coaches let be in rec let ball. Let me say this. Let me say this. I get. I totally get. Um. The the way that your team uh, was organized as far as uh, pay to play structure, right? So there's a lot of teams out there that are paid to play, right? I coached. I, I started off in youth basketball as well. I, I started off in youth and high school. I was a, I was able to do both. So I started off with the same as you, Tito. Third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth graders, right? right. And then um, with Mocan, I, I coached the the 17s and 16s. Okay. So the the program that I was with with the elementary school was Jeff Boshi basketball Academy. Jeff Boshi played at KU, very successful guard. Um, I, I coached under him. He's the coach at Missouri uh, Southern right now, a, a uh, uh, top tier D2 school. Um, so with him, I was pay to play. All right. Now we had kids that started off with us in the third grade. And like you, they stayed with us through the program, right? right. Third, fourth, fifth, right. sixth grade. Right. Good point. But the kids to stay with you through the years and develop chemistry as a team. Right. 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 Exactly. But there's going to be teams that you go against, competition that you go against, that coaches see, parents see that, hey, my kids should be playing on this team because he's better than all these kids and those kids are just as good as him. Or even a coach that says, "Hey, I mean, it, it starts at that level. Like it does. Recruit at that level. It does. You know, they and, it, and to me, it's disgusting. To me, it gets I disgusting. Mean, 
I mean, it's it's not you can't necessarily say it's disgusting because at the end of the day, the parents are make the one making the decision. But the, the parents are being grader. fooled. No, you I'm know? not. No, of course, not on the kids, but the parents are being fooled, thinking that there's this, you know. But you never promised know. land because Tito, because you, you don't you don't necessarily know that because maybe that program is better than that program that you, that your son's playing maybe for. But maybe is. you just so happen to maybe, maybe it you is. just so happen to start. Just maybe it is exactly. And but that's maybe a you big just so maybe. Play with this, but just so it, it, maybe you happen to play with this team where, okay, your your son goes to school with this kid, so he's just gonna play on that team that they put together. Well, let right? me let's push, let's, 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 let's push the let's push the brakes on it. I just want to just talk about a few things. So you talk about transparency. So we had parents that were a part of the committee, so to speak. So we had a treasurer. She handled all of the money. We had a, a team card where all of the funds were then dispersed to everybody each month on where the money was going. That's how it should be. We had a team mom that was a part right. of organizing right. and making sure that certain events. So here's another thing at that level. It's not just about playing basketball. We would raise money and do certain things as a team where we would go around the neighborhood and either rake leaves for money. We would put together certain events so they could bond together and also show hard work. So right. if you're in an environment like that, you don't just up and leave for team takeover because they're promising <laughs> you this and that. Look, I mean... Well, look, I'll say I, like, real quick, I think I, I agree with Buzz. I think that at that age group especially, if you have a child on a team and you're not happy with what's going on, whether it's the yeah, playtime, tournaments, whatever it might be, coaching, that is the time to go start your own team. I, I, I think that's But, Jason, totally if your kid isn't don't. that good, take him to the local rec league. And there's other leagues that are that in between too. the rec league. You why do they have do to that. be on an you're, AAU you're, team? Because to me, AAU well, is not where To me, I want to be why. To me, AU is not where you. To me, that AU is not where you come to make a layup to learn how to make a layup. That's not what AU is supposed to be for. You got MAYB. You got all this other. You have all. You have US AAA or U Triple SA. I mean, you got a lot of other different basketball youth venues out there now. Right. There's other. There's right. There's other in between, or um, intermediate outlets for you to play. but in, right. at least in my area, in this experience I've had, these wealthy parents in these counties want their kid to be involved in the AAU travel basketball team. And, and to me, but when it it's gets too to high much. School, when it gets to high school, though, Tito, the level of play, if you're not at that level then you're not just you're not going to be able to play at the, well, at the high school. Right. So, so this, gonna, this isn't – You're going to play in right. – tournaments right this isn't this isn't this isn't for us to argue this is to try to educate people that want to learn more so what i'm saying is there's other outlets outside of aau if my son or daughter and i want to develop their skill in second and third grade then playing 100 games may not be the best thing for their development okay so so back to the 100 games thing all right And, and i get what you're saying but but i totally disagree that the kids are playing too many games, okay? Because for one, we're talking about age, developing. I know, we're talking about I, a developing. I, I get that, but at stage. that age, 
at that age, you should not just be playing one sport. I didn't play one sport all my. No, I agree with that too. I I agree with that. I only know a couple, a couple of my boys, which ended up being they 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 did end up being really good, but they were just really good at, at basketball. Um. But everybody else played multiple sports, and kids go, play, kids are going to play multiple sports. Kids play at recess, Tito. You're, the next thing you know, you're going to be saying, hey, kids are playing too much at recess. We need to stop. Their ACLs are tearing at the age of five. There's a like, different level of exertion. There's a different level of effort. No, it's not. Because at kids a competitive play, level of basketball, Tito, how, how long are, playing at the how recess. How long are games? How long are games at the youth it's level? About an hour. How, how it's probably be about an hour. You play in halves. No, at that age, you're going to play in halves. There's no quarters at the youth level. It's okay, halves. So, so how long is a half? It depends on the tournament. It could be 15 minutes. minutes. It could be 20 Six, minutes. It 15, depends. 15, 16. Okay. So if you have 10 kids. Running clock. Running clock. Running clock. Because I got, hey, I Depending have on nephews. the tournament. I have two nephews, Tito. All right. And I coached. I, I did that too. All right. I, I have two nephews right now. They, they have 16-minute running clock. They got 16 minute running clock, and they don't play again. It's not like they're playing 16 minutes. They're playing. Well, well, all right. I thought that we were going to agree on the younger age group, but we could disagree to disagree with that. Let's just try I to move disagree. on I and disagree. educate we people on, on the whole circuit. You Most guys definitely. are tripping. I didn't get to say my part in that, so that's why I kind of revisited. Well, we talked about it the other day, and I thought that we agreed. Oh, I didn't know you were talking about that age group. Maybe they are playing too many games, but. No, I guess that was miscommunication once again. Miscommunication once again, but hey, again, all right. So let's <laughs> let's get back on track. So now we've covered a lot of different things from when we we're discussing right now is eighth grade and under, the things that a parent should expect. So you're going to see around eighteen to two thousand dollars per per year. That's not including hotel. And meals when you're out on the road. Now, what we try to do, as I mentioned, is raise money. So when we go out on the road, we'll do a raffle. So if you want, we had a raffle for iPads where each parent would go to their job and collect money, raffle off the iPad. We had the kids going around raking leaves. We had the kids going around shoveling snow. They were part of something. To me, that's just as important as the wins and losses that at that age. We're trying to teach sure. life lessons. So most definitely, but we I agree with yeah, absolutely, and that's the things that we I really cared more so about was trying to make sure that as a unit they learned how to work together off the court and right. learned life lessons off the court as far as what hard work can get you. We Very would run important. concession stands, and we would have the kids running the concession stands. All of mm-hmm. that stuff is 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 invaluable. So if you're going to get involved with a program like that as a parent, then you should value those things just as much as the wins and losses. So what I would also try to teach the kids was the fact that it's not just about the wins and losses. It's about who's getting better. And I would try to tell the parents that. So what we would run into was we were a true grassroots team, but in this area, you still play the team takeovers. You still play the 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 glories we still played the gauchos when we played them one time so we play all of those big name programs and at the younger level younger level at least three years ago when i was coaching it wasn't any kind of circuit so to speak 
So you're still playing team takeover. At, still, at what level? At what level? I'm talking about fourth, fifth, sixth grade. We were still playing team takeover and all those. They're not just focused on so any kind of circuit. So you're saying because you know some some of those EYBL, Adidas, some of those don't have a youth program. So team takeover has a youth program. That's what you're saying. Yeah, they have a youth program. Yeah, they have a youth okay. program for sure. Right. Team Takeover right. has a youth program. We would play a team okay. called Team Glory. Team Glory, they had a youth program. Okay. We would play. Okay. At the time, it was DC Assault, but there's a lot of stuff that's going on with that program. They changed their name a few different times, so we would play all of those big name programs. Mm-hmm. And whenever we went up against those type of programs, we get our asses kicked. Like we mm-hmm. weren't, we weren't on that top tier level. We were a step. Mm-hmm under that mm-hmm. level and any other local program in this area we would either bust their ass or be at a pretty good level with them to where you know if people don't know there's a d1 level at the youth age there's a d2 level at the youth age and there's a d3 level we were right. a very strong d2 team mm-hmm. the where we went to the final four in d2 nationals in fourth and fifth grade sixth grade we played up and made it past the first round. So for me, that was very rewarding because to me, I was just about the kids getting better. And I would tell the parents, all right, if your kid is getting better and they're happy, what you get in this area especially is the team takeover coming to try to poach your kids or your rival local team in the area trying to come in and poach your kids, promising all these other things that probably won't happen, especially with a team takeover. I hate to keep harping like on them. What? Well, like uh, what? certain things that where they say, okay, your kid's pretty good. He should be on our team. And then they never get in if they actually go and join that team. So if they join team takeover at the fifth grade and they're never getting any playing time, then you try to come back to me. There's certain principles that I can't allow. So oh, you, you, you made your choice. He's in the fifth grade. Tito. That's up to the parents. But the, no, 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 no. I make the parents well aware, first and foremost, if you leave, then you can't come back. Listen, and in hey, this area, you have to understand that that's the thing that you got to do. Okay, here's my thing. And I get you saying this area. I get you saying you're a true grassroots program. A lot of you've seen my work. You've seen my work. A lot of these programs. You've seen my work. I know Mocan is a true grassroots. It's not program. a true grassroots. Classics. I know. The classics basketball with George Murasan was coaching classics ba- basketball. Oh my gosh. Big anyway, George was okay. a coach. I get that. And then that's so a true grassroots. At the end of the day, Tito, the it, the coach, if there's a better opportunity, you shouldn't be mad at a kid for trying to go and see what can happen with this better opportunity. You can't be mad at that. And if he fails, he fails. That's right. part of life. Buzz, not if, if you know you that it's hey. a – not if you if know it's just a fucking scam. Say, hey. At the younger level, a lot of these AAU coaches are just trying to get money. Like, what did I tell you just now? So each family is going to pay about $2,000 a year. Team Takeover used to be 15 deep. And they'd only play six players the whole game, even if they're up by 40 points. So what do you think they're using the rest of those players for? For fucking money. For fucking money. Very bad at Team Takeover. No, I'm just using them as an example. There's other programs that do the same thing. And I was telling Jason this the other day. If 
I have a team, and we used to be about eight or ten deep. And if I'm up by 20 points and I don't play the bottom of my bench, I'm a fucked up dude for that. I'm a foul dude for that. Team takeover or any type of program like that at the youth level, I'm not comparing the ninth grade and up, the 14, 15 youth teams. I'm not, I'm not comparing it to at the youth level. We're just focusing on eighth grade and under right now. They'll be up by 30, 40 points and won't play the bench at all. It's just, so to me, it's that's disgusting. I, to it, me, that's disgusting. Well, I, I definitely think it's difficult to like put that like let's not put that on that program. I mean, as far as I'm talking about my experience, I, I'm just talking about my right, experience. Right. I've seen it. I mean, right, but I mean, it's just me observing them from seventh grade all the way through. One of the best programs in the country. They do a great job. But regardless, they are um, top tier. They, they are. They are. I mean, I mean, but there's some corrupt. Like, there's you know how many team takeover teams there are now. They have the the black team. They have the orange team. They have another team. Well, those are pay to play, correct? And exactly. And then they're just trying. That's a money grab at that point. If you're talking about their top team, their A team, that's probably a different story. It's necessarily a money grabber, but it's a it, money grab. No, what they do is, no, what they do is like so. What but, they what they'll do is like if I have a team and I have a fourth grade team that's pretty good. um and my name, my team is Jason All Stars or whatever, and I have a really good fourth grade team. Then maybe I might link with a takeover and say, okay, we come under your wing, and maybe you guys give us um, some gear. Maybe you guys give us some jerseys. Then maybe they just give us jerseys, or maybe they get us in a couple of tournaments. And now we're team takeover. But it was my team. I'm the coach. That's something different, especially at that level. There are no like Nike circuits in the fourth grade. Um, but getting away from that, do you think that? Um, the AAU experience, do you think that a, a, a parent should pay $1,800 for their kid to play AAU? That's a great question. That's a great question because when I first got involved with it, it was just about the rewarding feeling, feeling of seeing a kid get better. And once you get wrapped up in it, you get very much concerned about winning. You get very much wrapped into the competitive aspect of being involved in a, well, let's keep it real. AAU is supposed to be competitive basketball, right? Like you're there to win games. You're there to get the kids better, but you're also there to win games. And that's a very fine line because it's very difficult for a kid to build confidence in himself and grow and progress if they're always losing, right? So you got to win games too. So there's certain games where if it was very close, certain kids I couldn't put in the game. That's very different than if we're blowing a team out by 30, I'm going to make sure that everybody plays. And my point is on some of those well-known programs such as... But you well, just said that it, it didn't matter about the wins and losses 10 minutes ago. No, it, it shouldn't matter as much, but you do get wrapped up so into it. So why would you play? You so do get wrapped up into game. it. If you're in a close game, why wouldn't you play that scrub on your bench? It, again, it should, you shouldn't get wrapped up in the wins and losses, but what I'm saying is if you're involved in AAU basketball, it's competitive basketball, and you're there to win games. It's a fine line. And I've but, done things that I've but, regretted. And that, and that goes back to the point that what is AAU? Like I said, AAU is not the – it's not the the thing anymore. Like, I, I, I mean, again, Buzz, I'm not talking about at ninth grade and above. 
it's not it's the same thing. I get no. that, Tito. I did. I did. A, the eighth grade level. and under AAU is still very much the thing. I did. The I disagree. Level. I disagree. Thank you. Not the thing. Thank you. Um, y'all never played. Y'all never coached at my level. Yes, I did, Tito. I coached. I coached every level. I coached third, fourth, but fifth, Buzz, sixth, seventh, eighth grade. Again, we're in different areas. In the DMV area, and there's an article written by ESPN.com where AAU oh. basketball is a hotbed in this area, and in this area, it is the thing. Well, I think it's that the they still call. Well, no, I think that. I think that they still call for like I do know that most of the Nike teams do have they are they're definitely at least leaning towards the seventh or eighth grade team. So like in that aspect, people still say they play AAU. It's not AAU. Nobody is going under that umbrella anymore. Um at that once they get to like middle school. Right. Once I mean, they get some, to middle school, I'm talking people, about I'm talking about gra- below hey, middle middle hey, school. Because because team takeover starts at the third grade they are grassroots that's the that's grassroots that's but they the also grade. have a sneaker company behind them and a brand recognition that is hard to compete with there's, there's nothing wrong with competing because at the end of the day if you have a kid tito that's good enough to play at the high school level with a team takeover you would you should want that kid to play with that but buzz what i'm telling you you is buzz buzz what i'm hold on hold on what i'm telling you is team taker will come in with their big name take one of your best players and tell those parents oh he needs to be with us and he's going to develop and get better and then he never plays he gets over there and then he never gets in the game and then the next season they're trying to come back to you trying to see if they can get back on your team no, no, no. I don't play that shit. It's the, it's the I tried to grade. warn you. I tried to it's warn you. Grade. I tried to warn you. You shouldn't have fell it's for that sucker shit. Great, man. You should not have fell for that sucker shit. You're going to be that cutthroat with a fifth grader? I'm, it, it, I'm telling you, Buzz, if you ever move out in this area and coach at this level, it's different, dog. It's totally different out here. And I know y'all have some big programs where you're at, but... I, I promise you, there's it. hundreds of AAU teams here. There's hundreds of them here in this condensed so area. There's hundreds here too, man. So you're saying that if a kid is like your, he's in fourth grade, and he's your eighth or ninth man, he leaves because he sees what he thinks is another better opportunity. In the event that he tries to come back to your team next year, you will not allow it. If he's my eighth or ninth man, he's not leaving to go to eight, to, to 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 team takeover. Let's keep that. Oh, no, real. Wait, no, what if he's no no? What if he's not going to take over? What if he's going to another team that doesn't have those type of recognition? So he's just saying, okay, I want to go from eighth man to fourth man. I'm gonna go to this team that's not recognized. I want to go for this opportunity. Can he come back? Say it again. So he's your eighth man. He's gonna go to another team, not a takeover, a team that's like. You know, a mom and pop team. He's gonna go to that team to be the fourth man. He goes there. He doesn't like it. Can he come back next season? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
I'm sorry. Y'all have not Cold dealt with I've, what y'all don't understand is the the fact that these these other programs come and try to poach your kids. It's, it happens all the time. I want the it's family. Recruiting, re, man. No, no, no. It See, should no, not. Re, no, stop. Compete. Stop. It should not be no recruiting of four, fifth, sixth grade kids. But there if, is, if, if though, you, man. If you value, there is. If you value me, not only as a coach, but what I meant to your kid, and you want to, do you want to disregard all of that? Then you got to face the consequences if it don't work out for you. <laughs> it is what it is. Y'all done got oh, me fired boy. up now. Now y'all done got me fired up just thinking about how this shit used to fucking go, B. This shit used to like, yo, I done been in straight up arguments with other coaches, like Friday nights just screaming matches. Tito, hey, here's Screaming the thing. matches with other coaches. Listen, Tito, here's the thing. <laughs> I have two. Like, Tito, you, I, I've, I've really been at that level. No, I, I, I've gotten into arguments with coaches at tournaments because the kid that was supposed to be playing with me is playing with them. And sad to say, I don't know what this kid's doing right now, but he was a hell of a talented kid. And well, had he I mean, chosen it's just to the me, right to me, No, I agree with you, Buzzer. To me, it's just about being upfront and being authentic. I would have huh? other coaches, like, other coaches would like just do conniving bullshit, like try to befriend you and all the while they try to like it just gets it gets crazy, man. Like it gets to the it, point it, where it, you're gonna get does, into a rumble. But that's what but that's where you have to realize, hey man, it is not this deep. It it is it, that's easier said than done once you're in it. It's not though, once you're in because it, at the it end becomes of the day, very you know, personal. At the end of the day, it's just youth basketball. Nah, but like, I'm putting my what, time and effort like I'm a guy out here hey, with you know, and that and that's great, but you do you can't win an award for putting your time and effort in. But you know we should for it. those of you us that it? do no, it. Should no. you you're doing it, Tito? You're doing it because you enjoy seeing kids get better. You Absolutely. enjoy helping. That's them. where it starts. You enjoy, exactly. So at the end of the day, if a kid makes a bad decision or his parents make a bad decision, you shouldn't be mad. All right, you should just be like, okay. That's what happens, but that's not, I'm not in this anyway. You know what I, I tell I them, Buzz? Make kids better. You know what I tell them? You don't know what, <laughs> what you, you got till it's gone. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> 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 that's what I tell them. But let's you know, let's not, let's let's I'm move not saying on. That I've never been in that situation <laughs> before. Man. I'm not saying I this mean, right. I'm not saying this you right. You come across. You come across. I've come across those situations in JUCO, Tito. You know what I'm saying, right? And there, but at that level, sometimes you have to say, "No, I can't give you, you know, this chance because of for whatever reason." But at fourth, third, fifth grade, like, dog, I've had I mean, parents go back and forth with me, conference calls about why should they stay versus going to this other program, and I'm pleading, I'm, I'm find myself pleading with them and shit. Cause they're like one of our better players. I'm just like, you know what? I'm not, I'm not doing this shit no more. Right. And I'm not you pleading got, with and you no you more. That's where you should cut ties. Yeah, it was one really. Back, yeah. But Tito, if they come back, they come back. They don't come back. What, what we found Z somebody say? else. What did Jay Z say? What did he say? I don't know. He said. <laughs> he said. He said. Forget Jay Z. Um, we forget Jay Z. Oh my god. <laughs> Let, you know, he said, you know, if it comes back, you know, it's there to stay. That doesn't you know necessarily, that's not necessarily the case either. It doesn't mean oh, it's there to God. stay. 
But let's let's move on. That was been my experience. Again, I just wanted to well, highlight the cost. No, I get that though. I mean, I do. I mean, I get that as far as like commitment for program and stuff like that. Right. Yeah, that. It's the third grade and fourth grade, Jason. Fifth, right. sixth I mean, grade. If he feels like that, then he's allowed, He's entitled to make that decision. I don't know how many games he's going to win moving forward. If you want to be taking things personal like that, and you, I mean, we all we we can, gonna, that's the thing. Nobody's bigger than the program. Any, we continue to so get better. If any, no, 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 Jason. Jason, a team play and. There's a kid that's not playing as much, but he could be one of your better players. You're not right. Gonna, <laughs> you're not going to allow him to come to your team because you're going to be like, no, you need to stay with your team, do the right thing. No, 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 no. It's up. totally different when a kid comes to me and their parent comes to me on their own. It's totally different when I know for a fact you're being approached and manipulated and all this other shit. If you want to be that easily manipulated, then go ahead. But if a kid comes to me and they and their parent comes to me and says, We like what you're doing, we want to be a part of this, that's totally different. I never proactively went to another family and said, Your kid needs to be with us. Never. And I never I'm would once I get back them, into I'm saying, it. If they, I'm saying if they approached you. Once they approach me, let's talk about it. Let's talk about what oh, you're looking okay. for. So that's no, okay. let's talk let's about talk what about you're it. looking for. That's okay. Let's talk about it. It's, that's totally different. To me, the recruiting aspect of it is what's disgusting. Because if your kid is getting a lot of things out of this program but outside hey, of basketball, parents, you know those same parents are going to approach. And you know what, Buzz? And, and, and you know what, say, Buzz? And you know what, Buzz? When those kids and those parents come to me, we have a conversation. And if I feel like you're coming over here for the wrong reasons, we're not going to do it. We just not going to do it. Depends on how good the kid is. Cold-blooded. It's not about that, man. It's about how much am I have to deal with this headache of a parent because he thinks his kid needs to be doing this, this, and this. I don't need nobody coming and disrupting. I don't want to coach at that level. I'm gonna keep you. I'm gonna keep it funky with y'all. At eighth grade, eighth grade, I'm gonna hit the restart button and I'm gonna start okay. over again. I don't want. I don't want to coach past eighth grade. That's my sweet spot. Okay. All right. So let's 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 move on. I hope everybody captured everything that we just spoke about. But now I want to get into the reclassification of kids. So I dealt with that a lot at the youth level as well. Well, you'll be in the fourth grade. You're playing against kids that are two, maybe three years older because they've reclassified. They homeschooled their kids and they reclassified to hold their kids back so they can be in a younger class just for basketball. What do y'all think about that? I just quick quick example that I dealt with. I don't know. Are y'all familiar with the kid Zion Harmon? Does that name ring a bell to y'all? Zion, Zion Harmon. He is. He was in this area. He ended up moving out to Kentucky, and he's been on some USA teams. Right now, he's in the eleventh grade. Yeah, yeah. He I'm, should be I'm a. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he should he be. A, for, I think he played for a uh, Bradley Bill team. Possibly. I think he's on a Boo Williams team for what I saw on Instagram that he plays on some um, Boo Williams team for uh, AAU. But they moved him out of this area for whatever reason. He had an older brother and the father was like really hands on and felt like going out to Kentucky was a better move. But we played against Zion since fourth and fifth grade. And he was always two years older than our kids. And he would destroy us every time we played against him. He could shoot from half court like Really short kid, but he was very skilled. But Zion mm-hmm. right now is in eleventh grade; should be a freshman in college. What do y'all think about that whole reclassification of a kid, just based on basketball? 
I'll let Buzz go first. I do have some opinions, but I want to hear it. <laughs> um, I, I think it's interesting that you framed the question with that kid, though. I mean, that was really um, – that, that was a loaded question, but I'll listen first. But I just want to give an example of what I dealt with. Like, he was no, head no, and shoulders but, better than our kids. Two years makes a big difference at oh, that no. age. Right. It definitely makes a difference, but it's not the first time it's been done. Um, no, I'm just I'm just using an example. Is, what do you think of it with overall? The climate now, the climate now is so crazy now because you do have guys that reclass to the a younger grade, but you also have guys that uh, you know reclass up now um i've never seen that i've never heard of that who, no that's who's, uh, who's marvin bagley that? marvin bagley bagley yeah, reclassified up so, what was, so, the, so what was bagley, the rationale behind that so with bagley he was just too good and there's some other kids that from this class that that is a good chance yeah, they're gonna I know, reclassify I know, I know but if he was that good why wouldn't he reclassify down to be even that much more better than the rest of the field well no so the, so the thing is like, if you're going to be a pro, the the pros don't want you when you're 23, 22, 24. You know what I mean? They, they want to get your hand, they want to get their hands on you as young as possible. So they know Marvin Bat. Like, like say like Trayvon Duvall went to Duke. He was the number one guard in the class. Um, they had the other kid who got drafted by the uh, Bulls. Damn, his name just slipped my mind. Um, the big kid that played for Duke, same year as Bagley. Uh, top, he's a lottery pick. I can't remember his name. Anyway, um, um, I can't remember his name. Anyway, he was he was going. Shabazz Muhammad. Nice we remember him. They found out he was two years older after he got to the league. <laughs> right. But, Mar- but, but right. Marvin no, Bagley. I, hey, and that's what I was going to say earlier too. So you know, Shabazz Muhammad. Like he did the same thing. But they didn't yeah, know so until after he got to the league. Like, but go ahead, Jason. He was like four and years he, older. And Marvin Bagley ended up being a top pick. So uh, you know what happens. I think as far as reclassing goes. Um, I think it's, it's it depends on the child and the situation and the parents. Um, I think that you are entitled to reclass your kid. If that's going to put them in a better position, like some kids can get scholarships if they reclass, and if, if they're going to, or they can go from being going to Ryder to Rutgers or to Penn State or whatever it might be. But if, then, if what are we telling? Them, what are we telling kid the priority is if we're doing that? What are we telling them so put your, at the fifth or sixth grade agents. level what the priority we're, is? We're trying to put yourself in the best situation possible. So create the best situation for yourself. If it, I mean, if, if it's going to help you. Let's, let's push the pause button. For, for those that are listening, you have up until ninth grade to reclassify. The clock starts once you get to high school. So we already know that we're putting our kids in the best situation at the fifth, sixth, seventh grade level. We're already going to start concentrating to, on basketball. High no, you, you can't. Can yeah. The clock starts at ninth grade. No, no, that's for public school. Yeah, guys, guys so you're not, post-grad. You do post-grad years yeah. now. Well, if you want to go to prep school, yeah, if you want to go to prep school or something like that after right, the fact, that's, that's different. That's different. I'm talking about, see, what I'm dealing with, Buzz, is kids reclassifying at the third, fourth grade level like Zion Harmon. That's why I used him as an example. He had reclassified already at the fourth grade. I actually know a kid and coached a kid that, I mean, did the same thing. He just 
he reclassed like two years. I want to say it was two years because he was just smaller than everybody. He wasn't developed yet, but the kid could play. Ended up going to Richmond. <sighs> But then what it becomes is a slippery slope because within what I have is parents coming to me, Muhammad's mother, who you had a discussion with. And let's just for the record, you just talked to him about trying to go to St. John's High School. Right. That's yeah, all nah, that was it about. Wasn't, uh, it was text. It was just definitely. it was just, just talking text, text message about yeah. talking about going to St. John's was one of the top high schools in the area, if not the country, instead of the school, the high school that he's at now. But his mother came to me asking about reclassification. He's a smart kid. We're not going to put all the marbles and all the eggs into basketball. No, you shouldn't well, reclassify some, some him. Some do. Some do. Some that's but it becomes slippery. And Muhammad is actually who, good. Who's paying for college nowadays? It's NAIs that cost $50,000. Muhammad's family, no disrespect. I don't want to put the they, they information out there, but they got the money. They don't need no scholarship. I have... Parents come to me where their kid don't have a shot of playing D1 basketball. Talking about reclassifying their kid in the seventh grade and they get straight A's. Your kid's getting straight A's. You talking about reclassifying? He ain't got no. He ain't. He ain't good. He's not going to go D1. Why would you reclassify him? It becomes a that slippery kind of, slope. Hey, but that kind of ties in with what we were talking about earlier. How these guys start. You can go start these AU teams, but 75% of these kids are not going to play in college. <laughs> right, but you got people selling them pipe dreams so they can make a, a, a little bit extra scratch. Like, I mean... Yeah, but... Well, so, I mean, I'm just saying, like, who are you to tell them that they can't take this opportunity with their kid and their family to either start a new team or reclass their kid? It's like... Right. I mean, I've seen it work who out am I? for a lot of kids. They coming to me I'm and just, asking about it. They ask me, and I'm telling them how I feel about it. You tell them, listen, your kid sucks. Don't even worry about <laughs> no, it. No, what I'm telling, what I'm saying is, somebody like Muhammad, who is good, and I sent y'all his highlights. Y'all can look for yourself. When that kid came to me, he could barely dribble a catch, and I'm just, I'm going to toot my own horn real quick because I'm the guru, aka Zen Master. <laughs> but what I'm saying is. I'm not going to lie to a parent if their kid, not even lie to him, if your kid is getting straight A's, I'm not going to tell you to reclassify him based on a sport that may never materialize. What I would run into is coaches, one coach I was just telling you about, I had an argument with him till at like midnight on Saturday. Me and him was just arguing for like three hours. He tells his parents that he can get their kids into a D1. Like they're working on getting a D1 scholarship and he's going to get them a free ride in the school. Like why would you promote that? Like, that is so hard to do. Why would you talk like that to fourth, fifth, sixth grade kids? That should not be the conversation at that point, in well, my opinion. No, it should. That's crazy. But that's what well, you mean, deal like, with. It, it, I mean, you started with the kid, Harmon. He's, like, uh, top. I mean, he, he's one of the top kids top. right now. But he's small. Right, he's, I don't know how he's going to go any further. I mean, maybe he will, but he I don't know if he's even 5'10". I, I mean, I don't well, even know if I mean, he's 5'9". He has nine. offers. He has offers from Kansas. And, I mean, that's all you got to say. He's got an offer from Kansas, Louisville, LSU. He, he, it, it seemed to have worked for him. Yeah, I mean, I don't see anything wrong with it. But, again, what it happens is Zion is very talented to begin with. In order to do it, yeah, you got to be extremely talented. But what happens is, 
in this but area. See, all the kids know Zion. All the kids know Zion. All the families know. I understand that, but all the kids and the families know Zion. So what they see now is he did it and it worked for him. It's no different than a kid going straight from high school to the NBA. Yeah, you're going to have a few kids that it works for, but it's going to be a lot of kids that it don't work for. So, well, now that'll change. Or they, they'll let them hire agents and stuff now. They'll, they'll get more information than they did before. Just use that as an example. I'm telling you, I've had parents come to me where they're on my team. They might get some playing time. But based on their athleticism, based on the shooting ability, you talking about reclassifying this straight A kid? For yeah, but you just said that one kid. You said one kid couldn't dribble at all, and now he's going to be a Division One player. So if he was terrible back then, you can't say that he's not going to be able to be a college player if he's in the third grade, fourth grade. So I mean, I don't know. I think it's a case by case basis. True. It's a family's decision. I do think that they need to keep. Um, some other things in mind as well, and they, and, and you know, Here's I think that thing. sometimes when it's later, sometimes when it's later, like when they're eleventh and twelfth grade, then at that point we can see a lot more. We have a lot more information. When that that's point, a good point. That's a good point. If you want to go to prep school right. and do that fifth year, then you know at that point if it makes sense. But to talk about doing it in fourth, fifth grade <laughs> to me is totally different. <laughs> My kid Muhammad didn't do it. And that's well, one example all over the, that maybe he, maybe all over the country that, that have a bunch of kids who are, are paying money to go to a prep school who are not going to get scholarships, who are wasting their time. And they have all the information like you didn't get recruited at all. So if you, let's say you're a senior. Well, that's a mistake, too. You don't, that, you, but they have all the information well, at the point. That's on but, them. Right. But they're keeping they're, they're keeping a lot of prep schools alive because they're paying good money. But these are people who haven't been recruited by anybody as a senior in high school. And I could see if you're 6'10 or something, 6'8, something, but it's just kids who want to kind of keep it going. You got to pay to go to prep school. Um, so everybody has a decision to make. I don't really, I don't think that, I can't put a stamp on it and say reclassing is bad. I don't think it's bad. I think that you need information. I think that um, it's a case by case basis. Never do it because somebody else did. I have, I had a kid that played for me this year, just turned 14. He's in the ninth grade now. He's younger than most of the eighth grade, most of the kids in eighth grade right now. He's top. He's a top ten player in the country. Might be the best guard in the country in his class. He's just turned fourteen years old. He has every opportunity to reclass and play with people his age, but he doesn't really need it because he's already there. Um, now at the same time, there's some other kids who they might be like middle of the road. And if they if they reclass, it might give them an opportunity to earn a scholarship. And I'm never going to tell somebody, I've seen kids reclass. And, and because they reclass, they put them in a different light, and they were able to earn that scholarship. What you I'm talking about, see, what, what I'm dealing with is smart kids that go to good schools that have great grades, but they can earn a scholarship academically. Hey, what, and what if you age, come to me talking grade, about what that. What grade, Tito? We're talking about, again, we're talking about fifth, sixth, seventh grade. Well, I'm not going. I'm not going. You're not going to come to me and talk about reclassing at that age because we don't know what's going to happen. And if he's a good student, let's just focus there at that point. That's my my. That's my argument with it. Now, if you're talking about going to prep school, that's totally different. We got most of the information at that point. But again, this kid like Zion, he reclassified at like third grade, third fourth grade. Tito, here's the hey Tito. You act like 
if a kid reclasses his education, he's got to take the same class. Oh, my God, Buzz. They're getting homeschooled by who knows who. And in this particular example, he was training all day. Like, it's it just, it's again, it just creates a slippery slippery slope. I'm not saying it's not certain. But that worked out for him. I, see, I'm not saying in certain instances it's not going to work. But what happens is these other families who can't think for themselves think that that's the route. And, again, this is why we're having this conversation. Well, yeah, because they're not being realistic. So let's let's move on. So now this, we, we, I'll pass the ball to you guys. Now we're moving to high school. Now we're moving to where we're seeing kids sit out the high school season. Can't hear you. Okay. Can you hear me? Now yeah. I can hear you. We're gonna move on to high school. Now we're seeing kids that are sitting out the high school season so that they're fresh for the summer for the AAU team. So I want to pass the ball to you guys to kind of explain what's going on once they get in the ninth grade. And now AAU does kind of phase out. AU up in the eighth grade is huge. They got nationals down to Orlando, but then it starts to switch to these showcases and these circuits. So first, let's start with the different circuits. Let's let's go with what's the what's the what's the the elite level circuit? What's the elite below level that? circuit is the EYBL. All right, let's start there. Why is that the elite circuit? So real quick, I will say that this is just a caveat. Um, one, I haven't heard of a kid not playing high school. That seems a little bit extreme. But also yeah. now, now the NCAA um, recruiting has changed. So now it's not. It used to be where there were two weekends in April and two in July, which were live periods. And that's when most of the recruiting was done. And that's why the AAU teams oh not AU but the traveling and circuit teams dominated because that's when you could have all of these coaches in a gym at one time to see all of these players. But now there are also two weekends in June in which they are restricted to high schools. So you can't play with your traveling team at a live event now. So now just this year, this was the first year that in June there were two weekends in which case high school showcased events at certain venues that were sanctioned by the state's um, athletic association were allowed to have college coaches in a building. And it had a similar feel to AAU, it, I mean, or a traveling team. It wasn't like the EYBL, no, but it was really great um, change of pace to see some, some kids who normally kind of shine with their um, high school teams be able to play with them as opposed to just being able to play with the AAU. So that that's gonna help balance out the power between a well we keep just we just say AAU because that's the way people phrase it. Obviously, these circuit teams are not AAU at all. Travel but, basketball. Um, we'll just say travel. Yeah, yeah, basketball. travel basketball. Yeah, 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 travel. So that's gonna balance out the power between travel basketball and high schools. In which case, the high school team will still be important and still give you an opportunity to play in front of fifty coaches, um, at you know at one time. So. Um, that's one thing. Um, I think the EYBL is the elite circuit because um, they were first. Has, well, I think being first definitely helps. They figured out a long time ago. They um, they created a, a, an event that has been around for long enough, and obviously they have the best um, best product. 
So all of those things kind of play a factor. Um, I just want to throw that caveat in there between the balance between high school and uh, travel basketball. But I'll let uh, Buzz kick it up um, about you know, why EYBL is probably the best circuit. Well, just to piggyback, I, I've, I haven't heard of a whole bunch of guys skipping their high school season and just playing summer let basketball. Me, let me chime in real quick. I watched a doc- documentary on Netflix then it focused on the Compton Magic team. Y'all familiar with that club? What's that? Compton Magic. There was a documentary on Netflix that focused on that AAU program. Uh-huh. Based out of Compton, clearly, but they were called Compton Magic. And it was Yes, Compton Magic. They're, yeah. they're in Adidas. Right, yes, exactly. No exactly. Magic. Yes. And they yes. hadn't been doing well and it was a chance they could lose his Adidas contract. But it was different mm-hmm. players that would come play for that team from Arizona, whoever else. And right. one family was focused on the kid getting healthy, and he rather sit out his high school season to be ready for being playing in the summer with Compton Magic. So th- I, I bring that up because I saw that instance there. Okay. I don't know how prevalent it is, but I do recall seeing I, I, it in that documentary. Okay. So I wouldn't say it's that prevalent. Uh, that's, pro- that's probably one of very few instances at the end of the day, at the end of the day, these kids still want to play, and like they want to win. Um, I think it's just a common misconception that a lot of these kids are just uh, in it for or playing for likes or just playing to play. Um, kids still want to win state championships. Or they still want to be the best in their state, um, and that can't come without playing high school uh, with your high school. Uh, as far as the EYBL goes and, and, and the grassroots uh, programs, uh, you know, I think is a, also a common misconception. Mm-hmm. We talk about grassroots programs and these pro- there, there's a lot of programs that have been around for 15, 20, 25 plus years um, because there wasn't a league back in the 90s. Uh, these teams weren't very well known about, but shoe companies, particularly Nike, sponsor these teams, Reebok sponsor teams. Um, and now it's just become, uh, there's been able, there, there's uh, been an opportunity to form these leagues through these shoe companies, um, which I think is great uh, on each level. Uh, the, the Nike YBL is probably the best because they've probably had, they, they did start. They were the first, um, you know, company to actually uh, sponsor AAU teams back then uh, in the 90s. Right. Um, Sonny Vicario started all that stuff. and uh, Wasn't he with Adidas? So it started with Adidas, ended with Nike. Was it ABCD camps back in the day? ABCD camps, yes, yes. Um, five star. So, you know, they had the Peace Jam back in the early 90s. That's where you have the Gauchos. You know, the Gauchos are, are a grassroots program out of New York. And um, so Nike caught on to it early. Bankrolled by Alpo and Rich Porter, but grassroots. Okay. <laughs> so they caught on early. Wow, that's a fun fact. Um, <laughs> I don't know how true that is. That was just a bad joke. All Go right. Ahead. Okay, we don't fact check here. We do not fact check. We don't fact check. Uh, 
boys in the huddle. Go ahead. So they it, Nike was able to form this elite youth basketball league um, about ten years ago um, because they had been dealing with AAU for so long, um, and so they sponsored instead of just those twenty teams that they sponsored across the country, they made a whole league. Um, and with that said you got the best players in the league. I mean, who doesn't want to wear Nike? Who doesn't want to play against the best? So from there, you had the best players in the country all come to this league. Um, and then from there, it was sort of a trickle-down effect where Adidas got a league and then Under, and Under Armour got a league. Does so Puma have got, a league now? Because I know Puma's trying to get into basketball. And I not see sure. kids not wearing sure. the Puma logo on their jersey. But I don't know. Haven't if they have heard. A have not heard of a Puma league. I know Puma does sponsor um, the basketball tournament, the TBT. Okay. Um, which is a, a pretty big time tournament um, for for, for uh, professional guys that play overseas and, and um, G League and, and whatnot, uh, but. Adidas, Under Armour, Nike. Uh, those are the three leagues those right are the now. Three main circuits. Those are the three main circuits right now. That once you get to high school, you can play on any one of these circuits. Reebok doesn't um, have a league. Doesn't Reebok have a circuit. Does have a doesn't have a circuit. Does not have a circuit. They do not have a circuit. Okay, I've been seeing um, AI promoting some kind of classic that he does every year now. I don't know if that's right, them trying right. to start to rejuvenate basketball with Reebok and maybe go towards he that route. The, he would be the guy. He would be the guy to rejuvenate He would be. It. He would be. But it's so it, it's so saturated right now, Tito, that it would be very hard because you do have these teams um, that are Under Armour or Adidas that are pretty strong grassroots teams. You know, Adidas – Got into the game. Let me push the pause button, Buzz. Let me push the pause button. You say grassroots. To me, if you have a sneaker contract as an AAU or travel basketball program, you are no longer grassroots. (laughs) Explain to me why I'm missing the mark on that. Because I believe it's more than um, just – because you have this sneaker contract, you can't be grassroots. Like I said before, there's there are these teams that were sponsored by these by these shoe companies, Adidas and Nike, early on, late '90s, early 2000s, um, and that was the grassroots movement. Uh, those teams were formed and they developed these guys, they developed these players. They found these players. They recruited these players. And that was, was okay. That was back then. I'm talking now when you got the sneaker funding behind you, you pulling in kids from all over the place. To me, a true grassroots program are the kids within your radius, not kids that you're pulling in from all over the place to make your, your team the strongest. That's not grassroots. I think it goes back to, Got him. <laughs> it's okay. You got God. Just say you got God. It's okay. It happens. It goes. It go. It goes back to. There's. There's. There are different levels now, and there are programs that just will offer you better situations. That's not grassroots. And I'm just saying that, that's not grassroots. That to that me, that doesn't mean. But 
that, that doesn't mean that you're not learning, Tito. It doesn't. That, doesn't that has nothing that, to do with that. That doesn't mean that these. That doesn't mean that these these programs aren't teaching well, let's, you the right let's, things. Let's let's break it down though. Are these kids learning? Are they learning? That's a great point because Kobe Bryant, who we played in it Italy, depends. has always said he had a problem with AAU basketball. He had a whole article about it. But we look at Ben Simmons. Can't fucking shoot. AAU product. <laughs> You're king. LeBron James can't shoot. AAU product. He can't shoot. Are they learning the wow. game? Wow. LeBron James can't shoot? When LeBron came into the league, it took him 10 years to learn how to shoot. Let's keep it real. Let's keep it real. Let's not argue about LeBron James. Let's not argue about LeBron James. But what I'm saying is, are these guys learning what they're supposed to be learning? You said that they're going to grow and develop. A lot of these coaches just have relationships. They don't know shit about the game. Right or wrong. You may have a point there, but my point was that some of these programs have been around for for ages, for decades, for right, and then 10, it comes 15, becomes corrupted, and they're not years. learning. They're not teaching kids shit. They well, just so know I, a bunch I, of I people. Wanna, I want I want to interject right there. So, like, uh, I'll take a look at the the, the Philly based uh, travel clubs. We have um, we have Team Final, Nike. We have uh, Kalo Elite, which is Adidas, um, and we have Kalo Elite. Which is Adidas? It used to be. It used to be called Kyle Lowry. Okay, all right. That's how I didn't know K Lo. I was like, who? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it used to be. It, it used to I'm be just saying, Team for real. Yeah. So they used to be Team Philly. Um, that's Adidas circuit. Um, that's run by Kyle Lowry's older brother, um, who has been around the game, and obviously he helped Kyle his whole way. But beyond that, he's been in grassroots forever. He has a really, really strong foundation in the area. Um, then we go to two Under Armour teams. Uh, one is Philly Pride, Kamal Yar. He um, is like he's been around forever as well. Like uh, I don't even want to get into like his affiliations and such. Um, and then we are one. They have uh, we are uh, one. Terrell. We are one of the Under Armour team with is that Trayvon a Frankie Duvall Beverly played. and Maze running that team? What the fuck is, type of name is that? <laughs> <laughs> they actually, <laughs> they actually won the Under Armour finals two years in a row, maybe about two years ago. So they had Trayvon Duvall, who was the top player in the country, and all that type of stuff. Um, they got a bunch of kids um, now playing in college, but all of these guys who run these organizations. Were they, they? It's not like they just had a kid at the time and they gave them these organizations. These people who build up uh, programs forever, you know what I mean. And then once Under Armour had to find a team in the area, they looked to find out who has the strongest grassroots program. You mm. know what I'm saying? It's not like somebody just gets a team because they have a connection. It's people who've been doing the work for a long time. And I understand um, are, that, Jason. But what I'm saying, as that grows and evolves then that's when the corruption and that's when the bullshit starts to happen. Once you now become established, then all the bullshit starts to happen. We remember Lamar Odom had some AAU club where they found out they were funneling money and there was some kind of money laundering going on there. I'm not saying that doesn't start out pure and in, and in that way, but as it grows and progresses, we see people in place that probably shouldn't be in place. They don't know shit about basketball, right or wrong. Um, I think that as it grows, you can definitely find some, um, you might be able to find some 
Not small so flattering. Size. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Small sample sizes from not flattering situations. Um, but I don't think it's just running rampant, to be honest with you. I think it's uh see, I think for a while DC it got that rat. I think it got a rat, a bad rap because a you uh travel basketball blew up really fast and a bunch of money was going there and it had a ton of influence. Um and people didn't take too kindly to that. I think that as it's, as it continues to grow, grow, I think like you know, like I said, regulations are changing, and the high schools getting a little bit more power as well. There's there's nothing that's going to touch the EYBL, like no matter what they do for the high schools. Um, but then Zion, EYBL, Buzz, did you tell me Zion played in Adidas circuit? He did. He did. But he's and and I'm gonna have to say this. Apparently, he's ranked number 44, the highest of all time for any rookie. Goes to show these experts don't know shit either. <laughs> Come on. The guy can barely shoot. He got his shot blocked three times in the only <laughs> summer league game that we saw. Like, why are they doing this? Like, it just, to me, it's just like, it's they're being influenced we, by something I on think, the back end. It's, I think come Nike on. did try, Nike tried to get Zion into the EYBL, but. Well, I think that Zion, yeah, I think too. So, like, this is still a business of entertainment. He was clearly the most entertaining player. That's fine, Jason. Um, but when we got these so-called experts ranking him at 44 over guys that have already put in some work, <laughs> how are we putting him there based on even what we saw him at this level in summer league? He looked terrible. You said he got a shot blocked, Tito. <laughs> Three times by the same person. He's a tweener. Well, Lonzo Ball was MVP of Summer League, and, I mean, that didn't translate, so. We talked about Lonzo. Lonzo's going to be okay once he gets in some real sneakers. It'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, so y'all agree with him being no, ranked no, the I, highest? I mean, I don't, the experts, I, w- I would love to know who the experts are. I don't think rankings, I mean, to be honest, I think rankings is for entertainment. You know what I mean? Like, it's only for entertainment. It doesn't mean anything on any level. Like, but that's irresponsible. Just it's just irresponsible to me. It's just, it's just irresponsible. Even, even with the talks and the free agent, I had an episode on that. But these Who so-called experts, hey. oh, Kawhi's going to the Lakers without a doubt. It's a done deal. And then he didn't go there. Like, who are your inside sources? Give me the fucking right. job. I was trying not to curse <laughs> in this episode, but give me the damn job. <laughs> hey. Tito, uh, <laughs> <laughs> who who did they have below Zion Williams? Dang, I saw it earlier. Like, give me hey. give me one, huh? Yeah, I want to hear some. I want to hear some good. I want to hear some people who that are clearly better than him that Hold were on. lower than that were. Hold on. I just I had like the him. last. It was just like the last five or so under him. Hold on. Who were the last five? I gotta find it. Wait, this isn't 2K rankings, is it? No, these is the ESPN.com rankings. Okay. Um, but real quick, what do you, what do y'all think as far as once a parent has a child going into high school? How would they know what circuit to choose, or does the circuit choose them? I mean. If you if if there's a parent that's really in the know, then they're gonna know 
and understand that Nike, that the UIBL is the best circuit, is the top circuit. Um, but how do they get now, involved with it? Does, is, is it just like Nike well, and these coaches of, approach them? Or? Have, a, lot of, a lot of teams have tryouts. Um, like As I said before on the previous podcast, if you're good, you're good. Like you usually get found. Like I said, it's in youth basketball. So, you know, you, you've seen it. <laughs> There's a good kid. The coach comes up, the parents come up to the coach or whatever and say, Hey, you should go play for this team. You should come play for me. Da, 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 da. So if you're good, you're going to be found. Right. I know there's tryouts. I know there's, you know, there's recruiting. Um, but regardless of, EYBL, Adidas, Under Armour. If you're able to play on one of those circuits, um, you have a great right opportunity path. to be seen. Right. So, so just real quick, how uh, has... Sure, I, I agree. Um, I think that, you know, let, let's just take it from a parent who just works and supports their kid, doesn't have any real basketball ties. How do they figure out what they should do, right? Um as far as the, the different circuits, I think that that may come down to, you know, um, style, relationships and such, who you feel most comfortable with, those type of things. Um, but like you said, if you're in one of those circuits, you have a great opportunity of getting noticed. I wouldn't um, – I, I think you'll be fine um, if you're on one of them. Um, if you are a kid who was wondering, am I good enough to play on these circuits, like, all of them, well, all of the circuit teams around this area have tryouts, so right. you have an opportunity. But, but that typically, you know, the recruiting starts from your high school season. People will start to reach out to you and such. Um, and then there's like a couple a um, travel clubs that are not on a circuit, but they play really, really competitive schedules, and they are like some of the better um, non non sneaker brand teams that. Also, if you're on one of those teams, you're going to get a great opportunity to be seen. So, um, I sure, there's a lot of kids. There's so many kids out there that 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 can play, and some of those aren't going to be on a sneaker in in one of the sneaker companies' leagues. Like, as a coach, well, well, you have to do your job. You right. have to do your job as a coach. Right. So. That means you have to do your research. You have to find kids. Well, let let me ask you uh, this: not just not to cut you off, but now we're talking about high school versus AAU. So I have the kid Muhammad, who I've had since the fourth grade. He's now in the eleventh grade, and we were trying to get him to go to St. John's High School, which is the top high school in the country. He's a very timid, introverted kid. He didn't want to go because he's the man at the high school he's at now. What I told his mother is the saving grace is. Well, if we can get him on an elite AAU club, he can still get noticed and recognized. Am I wrong in telling her that? No, you're totally right. Okay. You're totally right. If he can get on Team Takeover. He tried out for he's trying out for Takeover and, and, and Team Durant. So those are the two if, that if, were. If he that can were get on either him. one of those, if he can get on either one of those teams, he's got an opportunity. To the be rest will be on him. So yeah, high school is not as important anymore is what we're coming to the conclusion on. I wouldn't say it's not as important because you can still uh, get better throughout the high school season. But who has a better structure? So, who has a better structure? Play, 
a high school elite high school program it, or it an elite depends. AM program? It, kind, it, it depends on depends. the kid. It depends, it depends on the kid. So there's a, there's a kid that played for me who's going to St. Joe's. He's a senior this year, though. He's, he plays at um, Newman Garetti. The kid um, played AAU. He had uh, a, a good few first weeks. He actually switched teams to a Nike team. He went from Under Armour to Nike. Um, and he didn't have as great of an opportunity um, when he played with the Nike team. Um, he didn't play as well, rather. He just didn't play as well. Um, but playing with his high school team, he was the man. He did his thing. And college coaches saw him. He's still going to St. Joe's. So maybe, like, sometimes the maybe you might be at EYBL and you might be a sixth man, seventh man, whatever. You might be great to play. I mean, you might be good enough to play on that circuit. Maybe you're not getting that same look that you might get on your high school team. So if you had a good high school team, maybe you get the look there. Then like a kid like you're talking about where he's playing at a school that nobody's ever going to go see or college coaches might not go, then they might not be able to find them. If he plays for that circuit team, that might put his name on. And now, all of a sudden, college coaches are following. That's the so. only way we're going to get him looked at at this point because the, t- the school that he's at, nobody's looking at it. But he's been right, on the so, AAU circuit where other coaches have recognized him and tried to get him at a better high school. But because he's right, but, so timid. But then that also falls on the coach, too. Like, I mean, you know, we talk so much about, you know, the kids and the parents, but we rarely hold the coaches responsible. Like if he if his high school coach, maybe even coach, I think a lot of the good high school coaches do both. They coach high school and at grassroots or AAU or whatever. They coach in the they coach during the school year and they coach in the past. The you couldn't too. do that, from what I know. That's you can do that now. Um, yeah, you can, well, do, that. You can do that all the way up well, to junior college. Well, it depends. You can coach AAU in junior college, man. And, it depends on the NAI. NAI as well. You Go ahead, coach, Jason. Uh, it depends on what the state. So it, it depends on the state. So, like in New Jersey, if you coach a kid, um, then you're allowed to coach travel basketball. You just can't coach your kids. So, if you yeah. coach a kid, he's on your team. He can't be on your high school team. So, there's some mm. things with that. Yes, mm-hmm. but I would even say like when I first started. Um, getting kids that could play on that circuit level. Um, at first I stayed away because there was just too much controversy between the different organizations and I didn't know how to pick a side. Cause I was really, I had good relationships with all of them. So I'm like, you know, I wanted to try to maintain those relationships. Um, and then eventually I just realized that I just had to get in it. I had, I felt like the, the relationships had already been um, developed. And if, Somebody decides that because I'm with this organization that now they don't like me, then it is what it is. Um, but sometimes people stay away. But even let's say the coach doesn't coach on a travel circuit, um, he should still be developing relationships with those teams that, in it are, that are in his area to try to give all his kids the best look possible. So a high school coach should at least be able to direct them. Um, right. Now, we also know that some high school coaches are just like a science teacher, like right. who just so happen to be in the building. Um, if that's the case, if that's the case, then you might want to do the research on where your kid's playing, who your kid's playing for. Um, it's really unfair for like just the average family living in the community. They they you know they pay their taxes, have a good school, um, and they just want to send their kid and trust them. And if the coach isn't doing his job, that's unfortunate. Um, right, right. Fortunately, 
unfortunately, most coaches are moving towards being more proactive, but mm. there are some cases in which case, I guess, you just high school coaches need to be more proactive. There's there's a little there's a beef between high school coaches and AAU coaches and programs, and they should be working together. Bottom mm. line. That's sure. a good point. That's a good point. So let's let's wrap this up. I'm going to speak on this from a youth level. Now, I have a son and daughter, and they're pretty talented in third or fourth grade. It's going to be a tough decision. Do I want them to be involved in this competitive atmosphere where potentially they'll continue to get better if they're on, say, a team takeover or a, a, a team similar to that, or maybe it's a team that I coach, like the Classics, where we're traveling to Memphis in second grade or we're traveling to Charlotte in fourth grade and traveling to Orlando for nationals and all those different things. You're going to have a choice to make. Do I want my kid on that team? Now say they're really good. Personally, if they're really good, I'm going to continue to just coach them and train them and they'll play in some kind of intermediate league of some sort, not necessarily rec ball, but there's there's rec ball and then there's other local um, situations you can get involved in that's not a travel. Why team. do you want the kids to play rec ball so right? <laughs> I just said I just said it wouldn't be rec ball. I said it'd be intermediate. You got to listen. Okay. What I'm saying is I would have them playing in some kind of league, not a travel league. We're talking about third, fourth grade, and because I feel like I know a lot about the game, I would just continue to teach them and train them until I felt like it was time to move in that direction. So if I had to give any advice to a parent thinking about it, it depends on how much you know about basketball. Otto Porter, you can say what you want about Otto Porter, but he's in the NBA. Otto Porter never played AAU basketball. His father trained him all the way up until he got to high school and then he played high school and at that point, he might have played on the AAU team or two once he got to like 11th, 12th grade just for a little bit of exposure. But as a youth, he never played AAU basketball. He's from the DMV area. His father knew the game. So he felt like he could just develop and teach him himself and he could have some good fundamental skills around that. If you feel like you know the game at the very youth level, I would not get involved in AAU basketball. Tripping. If you don't know the game and you feel like you need some assistance and you see that your kid is talented, then I would involve my kid in that atmosphere. That's just my personal advice. That's my personal opinion. Because the pureness, and I coached at that level and, and I may coach at it again, but the pureness of the game to me is stripped away at that early age with all of the bullshit that goes on. So if you know the game and you feel like you can train your kid on some a Jake Shuttlesworth shit, then I would recommend that you do that. So I disagree with that. I feel like if you know the game, help your kid as much as possible. Help them train, do those things. But I've seen like really like NBA players who have kids who um, they train them and they are, they are definitely 100% responsible for the foundation and most of the uh, talent that the kid has. But they allow other people to work with them. 
they uh they you I'm know they let other, other people, people can't train. work with them i'm just saying i wouldn't have them involved in aau travel basketball my kid would be playing baseball he'd be playing golf oh, well, he'd would, be playing so tennis that, he wouldn't have time would say, he wouldn't have I would time say that, i would say that i wouldn't say don't get involved with it i would say train develop their talent and understand that aau basketball is not the end all be all so let them play aau basketball don't overextend what yourself. I'm saying I, I prefer the kids to be exposed to other sports when I when I was coaching the kids most of them played lacrosse I didn't know anything about lacrosse until I had kids that were playing lacrosse so I started to look more into it lacrosse is probably the best sport for transferable skills in the basketball it's pick and roll well, it's I, footwork I would definitely I would, I would rather them coach. be learning and developing those skills in in, in other sports than just focusing on basketball year-round in second, third, fourth grade. And that's what's going on today. So that's just that's, that's my a, piece I, there. Yeah, I think there's a lot of benefits from other sports for sure, especially at a young age. So I agree with them um, playing some different sports. You, your, your body physically can develop um, different attributes from not just playing one sport. So I agree with that part. So let me ask you all this. Then we're going to wrap it up. And you can't say both because y'all motherfuckers have been trying to Find out if a parent comes <laughs> to you and says, should we focus more so on high school or should we focus more so on an elite AU circuit? Because our kid is pretty good. What are you going to tell them? I'm going to tell them to play on an elite at grassroots. Get, cut circuit. it out with the grassroots, please. <laughs> Cut it out. It doesn't exist anymore. I'm going to tell them <laughs> to play on an elite grassroots team, man. Jason? <laughs> I mean, I, I'm going to, I got to say both. Like, no, I mean, you, no, <laughs> no. I just, I just prefaced it with you can't say both. Which one will it be? Right, okay, so we say you know, play. You talk about if, you, if the kid has the opportunity to play with Mocan or uh, SPF thirty. <laughs> <You're> gonna... <laughs> I don't know either one of those, but it sounds like Mocan would be the move there. But okay, Jason, Mocan's the Nike what program, is it? SPF thirty. Okay, so let, let me ask you this real quick: Does he have a chance to play with an EYBL team? And if it's high school, is like is he the Matha? I'm telling you, I'm telling you, an elite AU circuit team or his high school. Or elite team. high school. Elite high school. I didn't or say elite. It could, it could be a high school. Hold on, wait a minute, wait, 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 wait. I I misunderstood the question. Oh you said God. an elite high school team. I didn't say elite high school team. I said high school team in general. No different than Muhammad, oh. my my kid Muhammad, who is at Sandy Springs, which nobody ever heard of. Should he focus oh, his time both? there, or should he focus his time at Team Durant if he gets on that I squad? I say both, too. You he have can't. To I just told you you can't say both. Y'all but you are have ridiculous. to. I don't know no kids. I don't know no, no kids that I've coached. If you had I, to choose, please answer the question. Advice. That would be bad advice to choose and, and say, ignore this aspect and just do this. I'm t- asking you if you absolutely had to choose and the kid was getting injured and it was all about him being healthy. What season should he be healthy for? The summer or the fall? <laughs> the summer. There it is. The summer. That's the summer, your answer. The summer you have, you've got 
multiple weekends where where a coach can come see you. It's hard for guys to go, for coaches to go see guys uh, throughout the year at, at high schools, especially when the season starts. All right, that's all. That's what I'm looking for. That's your that's your answer. I appreciate the honesty. If that if that was the case, yes, Jason, I would tell them to play. are you saying are you are you going to? Uh, the, I would tell them to play well. unless it's unless. No, no, you're done. You just said it, Jason. What you got? <laughs> Are you stamping think, that also? I think that if you're an elite high school, if you're at an elite high school, um... you're trying to find out. Like we're not talking about no the math. We're talking about Sandy Springs. We're talking about Sandy right, Springs so... right here in Silver Spring, Maryland. You ain't never heard so of for... it. <laughs> oh, for that kid, I think that kid, I think that kid definitely has to get on an elite travel club for sure. There he has is. to, he has to find one. Um, but because it's unfair to compare an elite AAU team, uh, elite travel team to. I didn't uh, say an elite high school team. You said that. No, no, no. I say it's unfair to compare an elite travel club team to a a bad high school team. Like that's not not really fair. But I think it depends on the kid. I think it depends on the kid. Hey, oh I, I, I will say this <laughs> as well, you know. I will, I will say this. Like, you can't necessarily say summer because every program is different, you know. Every program. There's some programs that don't practice at all during the summer, and they just form together on the weekends. And the and the players are that good that they can win. No, there's EYBL teams. So Seriously, man. Right, right. Seriously. And they were in like the final eight teams in EYBL. And, and then you know what comes out of that, Buzz? You know what we get out of that? We get Ben Simmons. That's what we get out of that. Ben Simmons is pretty good for you guys, Tito. Ben God, Simmons man. hasn't made a jump shot in three years. Y'all Philadelphia fans are ungrateful. He hasn't, made, he hasn't made a shot in three, four years. Jeez, I don't want my good. kid to develop into that. They just let you him go off. Of, they just let him just continue to go off of raw talent. They let him continue like, to just go off of raw talent. Well, we, who did we talk about the other day, Tito? Jason Kidd? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Ben Simmons is. We can't just speculate he's going more to become more steals than Ricky Hinn in the Pac-10. <laughs> I ain't lying. <laughs> this I can't assist. All right, we're gonna wrap this up because I found the stats. So then we're gonna end it with this: <laughs> Zion Williamson, who got a shot blocked three times in summer league, looks fat. Zion can't Williamson, hear. can you hear me? Yeah. yeah, Zion Williamson, who got a shot blocked and is fat in <laughs> <laughs> in the summer league, he was out of shape, he was fat, and then he couldn't shoot the basketball. Got a shot blocked, and the one time we saw him at the professional level, he was ranked at number forty-two. Kevin Love was ranked forty-three. Oh, that's cold blooded. Miles Turner was forty-four. Aaron Gordon, Aaron Gordon was 45. Aaron Gordon, he cold. DeMar DeRozan was 46. Stop. 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 John Collins, who I, I, I pretty tapped in. I don't, who the fuck is John Collins? <laughs> Y'all know John <laughs> Collins? <laughs> John Collins was 47. Who the fuck is John Collins? Do y'all know John Collins? John Collins played for the, uh, Brooklyn. 
he must, cause <laughs> they got a bunch of no name niggas nobody ever heard of. Damn, I was trying not to say nigga. Forty four. Hold on, this, the kicker is coming. The kicker is coming. Forty eight uh, was is uh, Bogdanovich. It's forty eight. Wow. Forty nine is Clay Thompson. <laughs> you lying. Stop it. You lying. I'm not making this up at all. You are lying. Well, then, I mean, that's that's all you got to know about it. The list is not valid. Lloyd Markinen is number 50. So, Come I, on, again. man. Hey, Markinen is cold. Markinen can play. Oh, he's white better no. than Zion. We're talking about Clay Thompson. Exactly. We're talking about Clay Thompson. These guys are a joke. These yeah, guys are a joke. So what I'm saying is four, trust the huddle. We're going to give you the real. There was a top 50 rapper list and Joe Button was number three. So like, <laughs> but, but, yeah, that was created by who knows who. These are supposed to be guys that we trust on a platform. Since ESPN is supposed to be the worldwide leader. They're supposed to have all these experts. They probably got somebody off of Twitter to do it. They they must have. But why would you post that on, on your website? Why would you post that? I don't know. As a That's list terrible. for yourself. Do y'all think Zion is even a top 100 player right now? Yes. Wow. I think he's top 100. I don't think Clay is anywhere near 40s, though. I think yeah, Clay I don't know why much. Clay was involved in the 40s. Clay is a top Zion, 20 player. Say, easily, maybe. I don't think you can say Zion's, I mean, I don't think you can say Zion's better than DeMar DeRozan either. DeMar DeRozan, Hell no. He put in too much like work. Him. I don't even like yeah. him either, but he put in too much work to say that Zion just comes in and gets a shot block and is out of shape. Right. DeMar DeRozan has one of the best mid-range games. Clay Thompson. You know, you know, a, you know who a good comparison is? It's Aaron Gordon. Automatic. Aaron Gordon is a good comparison. And Zion's not better than Aaron Gordon. Not yet. Not, not than that Aaron we've Gordon. seen. No. Well, you haven't seen Zion yet, but I don't I, I agree we've with seen you. Him. We've seen him out of DeMar. shape and getting a shot block. Clay and DeMar. Clay, just a clay by like what the fuck is even? Why is Clay behind Demar Derozan? Like what the fuck? What the right? Right. Like the so-called experts. I'm just telling the listeners stop trusting these people. Listen to the huddle. We're gonna come up with our own damn list. That's gonna be the next episode. We're gonna do our own top fifty list. We ain't gonna do a whole hundred. Cause I don't know who the fuck John Collins is, and that's bothering me right now. And I don't even know who he is. And he's in the top fifty. Hey, watch John Collins play for Philly. He don't play for us. I know that for a fact. I know that for a fact. He don't play for us. I would know him. I know uh Korkmaz. He plays for the Sixers. I know guys that people ain't never heard of. John Collins. So I'm I'm cool though because y'all don't know who he is either, right? Uh, I've heard. I've heard. No, 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 like no, no, no. Who's he play for? It don't say. For? It don't say on this list. We we'll have to look know. it up. Y'all don't. But y'all don't know. We need to fast check real fast. John Collins. But good episode, man. I appreciate y'all. Hopping back on. This was a lot longer than I thought it would be, so we might just have to put this out on Monday. I was trying to put it out this week as like a bonus. John content. Collins, Atlanta Hawks. Oh, hell no. <laughs> hell no. Yo, make sure you just make sure you go back and put those edits in there. 
Hey, please do. There's no edits. There's not going to be any edits because I'm going to edit this out. We're going to edit this out so nobody even knows that there was anything said. So we're fine. Oh, yeah. Get this shit out, too. (laughs) (laughs) But either they don't know, don't show, or don't care about what's going on in the huddle. We'll see y'all next time. Hope this was informative. Peace. One.